let me just set the scene. So you are, um, I'll share this map with you, Neil. Uh, make sure that you can see it too. Um, you've basically wintered in uh, Woodman Town for the whole of the winter. Uh, you've got various reasons of being there. I'll let you describe that to each other in a short while. It's springtime. The, the whole of the town is beginning to wake up a bit. Um, since you've been in Woodman Town, you've noticed that you were, you were provided with, I wouldn't say derelict, but a fairly run-down longhouse that was unoccupied. You spend a little bit of time early in the winter just making it weatherproof. Um, plenty of firewood around. You were able to keep it warm. You were fed and watered there pretty easily, but it was you were itching to get moving. Dull, cold. Um, uh, and as the snow fell, there was not a lot else to do other than maybe play the old game, join for some communal music or something with the other folk in Woodman Town and get to know each other a little bit. So um, your timing uh, for the campaign is set five years after uh, the Battle of the Five, five Armies. So it's third era, 2946. Today is the first of Reth. I think that's how you maybe Rethy. Um, and whereas the snows have been melting now for about the last week, um, you were hoping this morning that it was going to be a nice sunny day, even though it's a bit bleak and grey. It actually, the heavens opened as, as you opened the shutters on the longhouse and rain is teeming down. So it's not quite as uh, nice as you thought it would be. Um, but it's a new day. The road's looking like they may be open soon, if not not immediately. And uh, you're very interested in discovering what um, King Bard's proclamation is all about, inviting uh, strong-hearted individuals who are interested in helping rebuild that part of the world to travel to, to Dale uh, towards the end of the year, um, equivalent to probably October, November timeframe. There's going to be a lot of celebrations and uh, that's what the proclamation is calling for. Uh, and you've been talking about this over the last uh, couple of months in the winter as you've been holed up. So I'll let you introduce yourselves in a little bit more detail. I'm sure you've read some of your own backgrounds, but uh, I'll leave it op over to you to um, look forward to hearing some of your accents as your characters introduce themselves. So, John, have, in, over the winter, have we actually met each other at all, or is this all kind of just new? <clears throat> yeah, so you were, you were basically, as people holed up here, um, there was a number of travellers. You were happened to be all put together in one of the small longhouses. So Woodman longhouses tend to be... Um, single-story constructions, <clears throat> typically animals would have slept one end possibly, and then some separate, like living quarters and some sleeping quarters in it, um, straw and rushing on the floor. Uh, you tend to basically congregate around a hearth in the, in the longhouse in the evenings to keep warm, a lot of furs to keep warmer in bedding. But you were basically put, put into one of these longhouses together, and that's how you got to know each other. Your, your prior traveling companions were also distributed around a few others. And if you look around Woodman Town, you'd notice that probably about 25-30% of the buildings there are uninhabited. So it's definitely reduced in size since they're all built. So, uh, yeah, so Amalfreda would have probably told the others her story would have been that she wanted to get to Dale, as the others have done, because of the um, promise <laughs> of adventure, loot, fame, and so on. Uh, tried the old forest road, 
ran into difficulties, spiders, goblins, uh, what have you. And then the snows came. So that's that's probably why she's stuck, um, I guess. OK, yeah, that makes sense. OK, perfect. Yeah, Monan's story has been that he, he travels on trading caravans and the last one he was on was really badly beset by bad luck. Um, got stuck in places. Um, the actual road was closed in places. There was a few fights which caused people to have to, have to stop and heal for a while. So he overran and then just the winter came in too much and was stuck here. And has been complaining ever since about wanting to go north again. And has heard about the summons and heard about this could be a party and he's getting itchy about that. The one thing I'll know about Monan is he, he is a bit of a sarapoo somewhere. He's, 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 he's convinced he's going to die. Um, he's hoping it's going to be a glorious death, but you know, knowing he's that could be his, arranged. <laughs> but he says, you know, knowing his luck, it's not going to be a glorious death. It'll be something like a cold or something. Um, and so this weather, he's going on about like, pishing down and all this kind of stuff. Um, and you can tell he's itching to want to go north again. Brother Hathers, I think, is the closest to Woodman Town. You, you live literally probably thirty miles, twenty thirty miles. Yeah, my thinking on that is that I've heard that there's a party of adventurers that have been forced to overwinter and sort of accumulate at Woodman's Town. Um, and I've hurried over the last day or two to get there to hopefully tag on to the end of their, to tag along with them for safety in numbers, because I will die horribly within a mile of away from my my fire and my armchair. Um, I'm hoping to tag along with you, you lot, um, up to Dale to join in the excitement that's going to be going on there and find out what's going on as well. So he will have rushed, hurried in and be relieved that you're there. You haven't left yet. He hasn't missed the boat or missed the bus and be very pleased to, to try and ingratiate himself with you and to travel with you. Sigma, where are you there? Oh, well, I, I just want to go back home. Um, the last bunch you hired me, it didn't turn out too well for them. At least I got paid. His <laughs> <laughs> fingers you might do better than they did. You've been you've been drinking like sour sour mead and uh, some uh, some homebrew beer from the, the woodlanders most of the winter and just desperate to get back to civilization again. I think. So, judging by Sigma's backstory uh, and Amal Frida's, <clears throat> we'd probably have spent the winter together. And then, brother, is it Hathus? Sorry, was it Hathus? I I say Hathus, but. Oh, Hathus. So Hathus has only sort of just joined us, what, in the last couple of days? Yeah, so we may well, whenever John wants, but literally it could have been just this morning or last night. I've just got in. Whew, you haven't left yet. Good. Of course we haven't bloody left. It's raining. It's <laughs> a bit of rain. It has been. So if we, literally within a generation, some of the old, old folks around Woodmantown remember the, the winter of 20, 2911 where... Probably about 25% of woodmen died. It was that savage. And so they're, they, you, you would almost probably say overprepared. The amount of wood that they backed up and, and food stores, it seems that probably they, they must spend a lot of their summer and autumn stockpiling food and wood uh, just for that eventuality. Woodman Town itself, I'll uh, just show you a quick image of it. You're not catching it at its best. It's a... Got a wooden stockade around it. There's a couple of um, jetties out into the river. Uh, and over the last couple of days, you've noticed people are digging their, basically digging the ash out of their houses. They're clearing, sweeping, sweeping stuff out. There's a lot of mud around, snow melts beginning to go. And you're quite pleased, even though 
the morning started with rain after late breakfast and some moping around. The sky clears up a bit, and by 11, 12 o'clock, it's grey, but it's not raining anymore. And it's almost feeling spring-like. Spring -like. Um, so you meet on the grassy sward of the market green. Above the green on top is, is that central, uh, central hill of Woodman Town, which is one of the highest locations around. Um, you can see over some of the Western Eaves and down the river quite a fair way from up there. And on the market green, there's the occasional merchant lays out their goods there. Uh, but it's mainly agricultural trade that takes place there from Woodman to Woodman. Um, so it, it's quite commonly in Woodman Town a bartering system. People barter pigs for goods or services, those kind of things. Although there is coin exchange there as well. But it's not, not the sort of place that has a typical set of stores or anything in it. It's done in a market setting a couple of times a week. Uh, where where that is, you can see people are down by the river. the The river is very full. There's flood water obviously coming down from the northern mountains. A lot of the snow and ice is melting up there, and it's really swollen the river quite a lot. And there are some fishermen and fisherwomen mending mending nets on the jetties and near the jetties. There are some people maybe tiring coracles in readiness for the fishing season and those kind of things as well. Um, so it's stopped raining at least. Moaning, stop moaning a little bit, and uh, you you just gone out for the long. John, we, we've all kind of met each other, and we know that we're all basically heading off towards Dale. Yes. Yeah. So you've um, okay. you've all kind of worked out. You haven't worked out a route or anything yet, but you've no. kind of quite keen to get out there. Do we yeah. have any um, trade caravans that are heading up that way? So the you might find that your folk. I'm, I'm not sure which direction you were heading, Monin whether they were going towards Erebor again or or going west. But if they were going, that would be the only real obvious one here. The rest of the folk were here were individual travellers predominantly. Neil, I know you said that Sigmar had a an unfortunate event, should we say. Uh, I'm not sure what that looked like, but, but um, there may still be some remnants of that party heading, uh, heading northeast as well. No. <laughs> no recognizable remnants of the party <laughs> yeah strange only survivor yes and you got paid yeah so no not really it's a short answer steve it's it's um it that is a heck of a journey i mean that would take months to get up there typical woodman wouldn't be traveling that far you may find uh there, there are people traveling upriver to Woodland Hall, for example, and that tends to be done via boat or there's fairly well-trodden tracks in the Western Eaves going up to Woodland Town. Woodland Hall, sorry. Um, and there'll be the occasional maybe Bjorning heading back west, but no one, you've, no one you're aware of in town anyway is heading, heading up to that world up in the Dale. If we head up to Crofter's Vale, which one of, I think it's Amalfreda knows, right. is, that, is that like the M1 heading north? And hence, if there is, if there are caravans going through, we'll either see them ahead or behind us, or you may even catch word at Crofter's Vale where you know people to say any other parties traveling through, any other caravans either expected or just left. And we're heading pretty much in the right direction anyway. So that, would that be a good start getting us out of the edge of Mirkwood and onto that main road, if indeed we think heading north that way is the way we want to go? Yeah, I mean, Absolutely, it would make sense. Crofters Vale itself is small. Um, it's okay. basically a set of scattering of farmsteads rather than a definitive okay. settlement. So people wouldn't go there for trading with trading caravans. It's not big enough for that. Um, okay, so it's 
It is really small. Okay. Yeah, and and I just emphasize in, I, I did did some research on populations in Middle Earth. I was expecting it to be a bit like Europe in like the Middle Ages or something. It it absolutely isn't. There are, it's very very sparsely populated. Basically, the uh, the only real population centers are highlighted, but within the the towns on the map, the the most populous area is the Shire. Ironically. Everywhere else is very, very sparse. So just bear that in mind. You're not going to be like traveling and going from village to village. Um, you will sometimes find a place with a, maybe you know some wooden fortifications around a farmstead and a barn you'll be able to sleep in, but that will be good accommodation for you. Just about a 1,000 years ago, there was a huge plague that swept through Middle-earth, and that pretty much did to Middle-earth's population what the Black Death did in three ways to Europe. So population Middle Earth probably um, halved um, a thousand years ago and, and never really bounced back. Yeah, uh, thanks, Stuart. Yeah, absolutely. And I tried to put, I may have overdone it slightly, but in the events tab on the Brazilian portal, I added a timeline in there of mainly the Third Age stuff uh, that probably would be relatively well known. What probably wouldn't be known is the exact year that the, the rough time scales for this would be fairly well known by most people. Um, news travels very slowly around Middle Earth. I guess with it, with any set, fantasy setting like this, with no magic or limited magic, there's no way of really communicating other than word of mouth. So the proclamation, you probably heard in Erebor, Monin and, and Sigma, you heard this in Esgroth maybe two years ago, yet it's only been maybe just before the winter that it got this far away that proclamation so that would just give you a feel of pe people are fairly insular they don't travel too much and any people who travel are almost by definition adventurous they they got a sort of wanderlust and they really interested in exploring are those um can i just ask the players so Alfred is um i'm playing with sort of a, a fairly not naive but somewhat naive 17 year old and looking at the portraits am i right in thinking that sigmar and hapis are somewhat older Absolutely, yes. Right, this okay. is probably mid-40s. Okay, so, all right, so Amalfrida will be quite, uh, and certainly with the Dwarf, I think she'll be quite, uh, and I'm not playing sort of an ape charisma, but um, she's. I think she's going to be quite reticent around people who are so much older than herself, mm -hmm. and I think she's quite in awe of moaning. So she's quite keen to push on to Dale, but she's hesitant to suggest anything. I think she, she's waiting for you folks who are certainly in, uh, I think it's Happer's case, far more intelligent God. and moaning and um, just basically more worldly wise. But she'll, she'll basically, is quite keen to get on the road and looks a bit fidgety, I think. So are we going then? Absolutely. We're just trying to figure out the route, really. Yeah, well, that bloody forest road's nasty, I'm telling you. It's bloody nasty, that is. Absolutely. Only a fool would go along the forest road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you're, as you're talking, you're you're wandering around the um, you're wandering around the town, and you you can see some of the ch kids are being like kicked out of the houses to play. It's definitely the first day you've seen. It's warm enough that people are want to be outside. Um, it's probably about fifteen, sixteen Celsius. Um, rain stopped. It's quite nice. There's a handful of children free free from their chores. They're chasing a wooden ball around on the green with sticks. Um, kids are 
being told to stay within the uh, stockade, warning them they'll be eaten by spiders if they stray outside. The give you a bit more description about Woodman Town. You may want to talk to some other folk around. And now you're outside. So the walls are built from a palisade of stout logs, which are sharpened at the top. And what's quite interesting, there are bunches of fragrant herbs uh, hanging from the walls of that stockade in many places around the edge. And mm-hmm. then you notice that they've been refreshed throughout the winter with uh, basically dried herbs. But people are even beginning to hang up some, some fresh ones. Now it's coming slightly more spring-like. Uh, and Hathis, you are aware that that's really just a wall off evil influences. You don't know okay. whether it works or not, but that's why people hang them up there. Um, okay. The palisade looks smile, like... Nod and smile in at their sort of, at this sort of quaint custom that has no rigour in science, but hasn't been disproven either. Palisades are uh, a mixture of very, very ancient moss-covered sections and much more newly freshly cut and erected logs as well. So it looks like it's... It's definitely seen better days, but it's not in complete disrepair. Almost all of the houses are rectangular longhouses with fairly deeply sloping shingled roofs that almost reach the ground. So they're pretty dark and quite smoky inside in the winter. It's really nice to be outside in some fresh air now. The In terms of the structure around Woodman Town, the Great Hall sits on, the, on top, which is where the Elder Council meets. And there's an inner palisade around that. So you've don't know why it's really there you can only assume it's there in case the whole town is overrun and they can pull back into almost like a bailey on top of the hill even though it's probably as badly defended as the rest of it and there are also so chris you know with brother hathas or hathas that women keep a lot of dogs and they're very loyal to them you have your mm-hmm. own dog um Absolutely. and there are a lot of men have well-trained working dogs around the town um mm-hmm. so on the around the north side of the hill there is, it's interesting, you're, you weren't invited to keep your dog there because it wasn't part of the pack, but it seems that Woodman Town, almost everyone with a dog, keeps it overnight in like almost like a very large compound and basically almost like a living quarters, but for the dog. So that pack is very large in Woodman Town. They look like they're well, well-versed at playing with each other, those dogs. Um, and even the dogs are excited. There's a lot of barking coming from north of town. People are going to pick up their dogs and dropping them back off there. And you've suddenly, there's, there's sounds of spring going on. People yep. are chopping wood, soaring. There are things going on there that, that, that uh, hadn't been happening all winter. So we don't think, there's, there's no signs of any caravans or other traders sort of, sort of gearing up and getting ready to sort of strike out. So we probably are the only people, at a guess, heading out up to Dale or whatever from here. Yeah, on the Market Green, which is where you are at the moment, there are a few people around. So only one of those looks like potentially a merchant. So there's someone who looks like a shepherd. So he looks like he's selling dried meat and some fresh meat as well. There's an old lady sitting on the edge of the green on a carved footstool, and she's smoking, just smoking and looking over contemplatively over the green there looks like there is a merchant there um selling iron goods so things like axe heads and iron stuff like that a uh, female merchant and then there is so someone basically uh, looks like he spent the winter making charcoal he's selling charcoal or trading charcoal on the on the green as well and then there looks like someone who's got a, like a, an awning over the top of him Looks like he's trying to sell carvings or swap carvings, but those are about the only people around the green at the moment. You don't know anyone. You've, you've, you don't know probably more than about ten people in Woodman Town. People kept pretty much themselves themselves, um, and none of these people you know. 
Okay, so um, Monin's gonna just sort of gather Hamel Frida and Sigmar, and then and the Hathas, if Hathas is around. Right, Hathas, mm -hmm. right, uh, you say the last there, Hamel Frida. Now, I've uh, I've sparred her a few times with Winter. She's no, she's not without skill. And Sigmar, well, we all know he's a sneaky wee bastard, so he's not too bad to put a knife in your place. But what are you bringing to the party? Outdoors, not an awful lot. Indoors, I am very skilled in reading and writing and studying documents and reading books and discerning the hidden information and the secrets or the stories within them. Not just the surface level story, but the deeper story that fits into the weave of the world and actually tells us what may actually the author was trying to say, rather than the words he just used on the page. In a fight, I run away very fast. Jesus. I mean, Malal's good. You don't think I understood any of that? <laughs> what, what, what he's saying, lass, is that if the orc's coming, he's going to stab him with a pen. I have, I, have a, I have a stout staff, and he shows me his rather bland-looking staff that he carries with him as a sort of overgrown walking stick. I'm not a fighting sort. I'm just oh, wondering, are we, are we going to have to carry you all the way, or will, will, you, will you pull your weight? I'll try my best to pull my weight. I hope it's an even trade. Well, if I need anything reading, I'll ask you. Brilliant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he appears to, I appear to be biting my tongue at that point from some witty rejoindre, which may not go down well with a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Weather's oh, brightening quite nicely outside now. Right, I, I reckon we should probably clean the house that we've been using. Don't you? That'd be only nice. Before we get going, it's a very good suggestion, actually. I think it's a, the proper, honourable, guestly thing to do, and it's fairly traditional to do that, so it would be expected and even frowned upon if we didn't. Well, well, I think so. I just think my dad would be furious if we left the house and I didn't clean my room. Right. My house, beard. Let's just cheese. You're supposed to be, you're going to be a slayer one day, Malfreda, not a fucking cleaner. <laughs> my dad always said it was important to make your bed before you left home I'm going to make my bed my house beard we just think a few people could learn a lesson or two that's all I'm not saying anything else but I just think a few people could learn a few lessons about being nice right how long I'll, I'll, I'll teach you a wee lesson here hey you wee, wee, wee shite come here hey, wee, wee boy come here Little that looks up and comes <laughs> over, comes over quite slowly. <laughs> heavily armored dwarf shouting at him. <laughs> oh, you wee shite! <laughs> right, you see, wee bollocks. You see that there? You see my bed there? I'll give you a copper piece if you do it for me. Go and make a good job of it. He looks at you and looks at looks at you holding a copper piece and. Uh, and then runs off the other way, and his mum's on the edge of the green. I've <laughs> <laughs> been approached by a dwarf. A <laughs> <laughs> bit of a conversation. Where I come from, that's called grooming. You can get arrested. <laughs> Where I come from, that's commerce. <laughs> and he, but he, he comes running back in about 30 seconds with a big grin on his face, and he, he holds his hand out for the coin, and he says, I'm, I'm TAC, T-A-C. Uh, you're going to give me that shiny coin to go and clean your bed. Is that what you said? Aye, that's right. 
yeah. There's nothing in it funny, is there? I don't think so. I'll have a look <laughs> and tell me, but here, take this coin. Clean that up there with this. And uh, if you need me, boys, I'd be down going to eat a, a ale. See you later. I don't think it's right. There's a principle. I'm going to clean my room and I'm going to make my own bed. I'm all freedom. Listen here, Tack. Are you happier than you were five minutes ago? <laughs> tack, tack, not his head. The bloody money. There you he go. Look, I'm bringing happiness to this world. I'm afraid of you. Are you happy? Lazy, you are. Are you happy than you were five minutes ago? There's the lesson for you. Now I'm off to get an ale. You're bloody lazy, you are. So, tack spends literally a cursory, maybe, maybe twenty-five to thirty seconds. Kicking some straw and stuff from your pallet from one end of it to the other, drags the bedding off and like leaves it half over the end of the bed, and then <laughs> com comes out <laughs> comes out of the house again and runs straight over to the woodcarver with his copper coin. Uh, I'm afraid will shrug and just uh, probably use um, a brush and just clean out the room that she's been using, or uh, as much of the longhouse as she can. Yeah, I mean, you guys have basically. You've had a fire in that place for probably four or five months every day, going right. 20 hours so a day. Emptying the ashes as well, then. Yeah, ashes are knee deep. It's a huge fireplace in these places because uh, they know they've got long winters to contend right. with. And it take, takes a, an hour or two to, to clear up, but you make a good job of it. And uh, everyone, everyone's basically doing a bit of spring cleaning around town. Yeah, definitely. Hathis is definitely happy to help. Even if he's just arrived this morning, he thinks this poor little owl Frieda may be getting a bit bullied and really killed if she's, if she's not careful so he'll definitely join in and help her a bit cool um so half your dog um mm -hmm. i'll basically treat it like a well-trained dog but it is a it is a dog and so your control won't be absolute so okay, you may no, make some animal animal checks for that yeah I, I don't plan to like send him off like some kind of imp familiar or anything like that it's much more of a indoor companion that goes outdoors rather as rather than just he's not a battle dog. Great question, Steve. Uh, I generally don't know. I need to look that up. So Steve just asked a question around the exchange rates for gold, silver, and copper. Stuart, do you know for the campaign you run? Uh, it's tw yes, twenty to twelve. It's twenty silver to a gold, and I think it's twelve copper to a silver, isn't it? That's right. Um, but probably where we are, actually, if you really wanted to make the game difficult and sort of more Tolkien-esque there's probably be very little coinage um, mm. being exchanged. It was sort of barter and that, that medieval thing called hack silver was probably used a lot. But yeah, um, lots and lots of silver, lots and lots of copper coins and some silver and probably very little gold, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, that, that's great. Thank you. So you're right, um, that is the exchange. Um, and you notice that Tack, when he went, went over to the woodcarver, the woodcarver, <laughs> Took the coin, bit it, handed it back. <laughs> um, so wasn't that useful to the boy, but he's got a shiny coin and never had one of those. You can see the boy, boy run off to his friends again, the other side of the green, all playing with like wooden balls and things. And they all cram around it as if he's like some sort of marauding hero looking at this tiny coin that none of them have ever seen before. <laughs> yeah, wait till I see that bed though. <laughs> have that straight back off him. Yeah. Do you want to you talk said, to anyone around around the green? Anyone else? I said you said there was a lady, uh, an old woman, smoking a pipe. Does she look like 
she an elder member of this community or does she look like a she doesn't fit in so is she a different race or or dressed differently or is she just an old woman smoking a pipe outside a house yeah no great question so i'll, I'll go through the list again so the shepherds are woodmen um yep. the old lady she's a woman the merchant from is a dwarf from mountain hall sorry that's crap the, the uh, merchant's a woman as well um Apologize for that. The uh, is there anyone not a woman? No, every everyone's a woman. So these these people are looking like they're used to the town, been here for a while. So there's no outsiders, for example. No, you you. So Monin stands out pretty well. Um, Sigmars keeps himself to himself, kind of I would say lurks in the shadows, but he's not he's not making it obvious. Monin is stands out. He's, yeah. he's 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 armoured. He didn't really interact too much with people. He's a bit grumpy and dour. The children are a bit scared of him. He's not done any harm to anyone in the community, so they're they're more than tolerant of him. But they're, I guess, quite neutrally disposed. Yeah. But for Hathus and for Amalfrida, people have been pretty friendly to you. Been around. And you say the merchant was selling the iron goods is also a woodman. Yeah, so he's also a woman. Uh, you can, I mean, there's a few people going up there looking like um, they're exchanging some things or having a discussion, handshakes are made and like an accent changed. Um, but he's he's not not exactly got a roaring trade, should we say? Sorry, she's not got a roaring trade. And knowing what I do of woodmen, just because I am a woodman, does that, do I think, of course, they're all women because the men are out doing more physical labor or is it just random chance for all women good point combination of both it you wouldn't say that this is a i don't know a highly female popular town at all it's so unlike i guess modern society or society 50 years ago men and women share the duties and amalfrida knows that just as well as anyone really her the expectation of her father and her people in her where she grew up was that she would do exactly the same task that the guys would and so that's probably more reality they are very woke in middle earth in 29 <laughs> yeah okay so after amal frieda is um cleaned out the longhouse as best she can um Monin's obviously gone off to get a drink i think she'll most go out into the town begin to air out her own travel gear she's working through the green um the the uh, merchant the woman selling iron axe heads and stuff Shouts over, thank you, miss. Um, she obviously recognised you as a Bjorning, and uh, always good to have Bjornings here, keeping us travellers safe. And nods and uh, nod of thanks to you as you go. Okay, I'll smile and then wander over and have a look and see what she's got for sale. Just if she's got anything that's, um, I don't know, better than what I've got. I'm thinking about some sort of heavy spear or something like that, or a great spear. So it's really so she doesn't have any of the wooden components for things, but she right. does have axe heads. Um, are the only real. Uh, so some of those are, I would say, moderate grade steel, not great, not not iron either. Probably similar to what you have. Um, so most of that would be you can tell they're kind of wood chopping axes, hand axe. Yeah. Hathis will drift over as well um, 
and when he catches her eye, the the, the woman uh, trader, he'll say, you described yourself as a traveller. Does that mean you are planning to travel soon? If so, might we be travelling in the same direction? Hello, sir. Good, sir. Um, I will be travelling probably in the next uh, five, seven days, um, heading back west, um, oh, okay. back to Mountain Hall, actually. Uh, running a little low on on stock here but uh we'll be back this way probably in the next couple of months if, uh, if there's anything i could ask from a from them to commission for you and have you arrived here in woodman town recently so have you news of of what might be going on outside the stockade i'm assuming that travelers trade knowledge about you know trouble on the roads or things they've seen recently just as almost as a matter of course she laughs a bit and says uh no i like you fine folk i was Branded here over the winter, so um, I've been around the other side of the hill, uh, living there with uh, a couple of other folk. But um, be quite pleased to get back on the road west. So uh, no, I've been here almost as long as you, as you think. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll look across at Brother Hathus. Um. So do do you reckon we're going to be travelling with him with her then? I think she's traveling west to, I don't think she's going to go much of the distance that we are at all. Oh, right. So, no, I don't think we're going to have that honor. Oh, okay. I, I just thought it was west, that's all. I, I must confess, I don't really know where I'm headed. I know it's west and there's a big mountain, but I'm, I'm afraid I was hoping to follow the farthest road. But that's a that's a bit bit of a bugger really. Then all well, them spiders and everything. That forest road is supposed to be treacherous, I think. Ah, it were. Oh well. And she shrugs. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn, we haven't found someone to travel with yet. Um. <laughs> uh you probably know this, Hathus, that the old forest road used to be called uh, Many Nalgrim, which in Elvish meant the dwarf road. Um, mm -hmm. It used to be, I mean, we're talking probably, well, an era ago almost, uh, almost like a wonder of the of the world. It ran for a couple of hundred miles across the middle of Mirkwood, which wasn't called Mirkwood then, but it was almost a dividing line of the south. The road was at least 10 feet wide and fully paved the whole distance. Now, not like that at all. And you, you rarely even travel far into the Western Eves. You've lived this area your whole life, living near Roscobel, you feel slightly safer than most living around here, but there are spiders and worse yeah. living in Mirkwood, and you'd definitely be aware of that. Yeah. No, I As think... would you, actually, Emil Frieda. You, you, I mean, the, despite living a way away, you're western Mirkwood, kind of along the old... So the old forest road outside uh, the, uh, the old ford there, going west and east from there, you travel up and down those probably quite frequently. That's fairly safe and that's fairly well traveled but basically as you get into the forest yeah. no one goes in there and seems to be dangerous moaning comes out of the uh ale house sort of shouting back well she does have a face like a donkey's arse uh, and then walks up with that <laughs> ale in, in the hand <laughs> we need to get our friend out of here soon i think he's going stir crazy yeah so the um People do socialise, tends to be gaming and singing and those riddle telling and things like that around Woodman Town. And they've, they've enjoyed, you've enjoyed company. So in terms of taverns, there isn't such thing as a tavern in Woodman Town, but there's a, a number of um, 
uh, men and women in the town who brew beer and um, and also brew mead. And so you've got a bit of a reputation of uh, of an entertaining customer um, who gets very maudlin and <laughs> as he as he drinks, uh, mainly because they they don't see many dwarves and they they like hearing you speak, like hearing some dwarvish tales of what it must be like living under the mountains and things. And um, you're definitely older than most of the grand, grandparents around here and would be uh, full of full of good stories. So you've got the odd free ale over the, last, over the winter in return for stories and tales. And uh, you, you're probably one of, the, one of the four that's been best known by the people of Womantown. Okay, so he'll sort of come stomping up towards uh, Amor Frida and, and, and Hathas and spot the ironworks and will cast his uh, appraising smith eye over it and, and try and rub it. Uh, shite, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it, it would not pass muster for a, uh, a junior smith from, where, from your homeland, that's for sure. Mahal's tears, you're, you're selling this shite. This is typical <laughs> Marlin bollocks. Get yourselves up there, Arbor. We'll give you a proper tools up there. Oh my god, did you, did you find this in a ditch somewhere? <laughs> the, the woman goes and shakes her, shakes her head a little bit, and then uh, look looks over at you, you and looks at the incre- I mean, the wealth just in steel and iron that you're carrying on your body dwarfs what she's got on the table by a, probably a factor of ten, and so she kind of covers it up and, go, and then gets up and shuffles off off the green uh, the other direction. Wow, everybody's so touchy today. <laughs> right, come on, you lot. Let, I'm getting bored here. We need we need to head off north. I'm sure there's none yeah. traders come up north. There's four of us. Let's make an adventure together. Maybe this will be the time I die today. <laughs> hey, Hathis. Mm-hmm. If I die and you survive, can you tell my story? Can I tell your story? Oh, I shall write it in any language I can. Well, once people can read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that narrows it down a few. I'm afraid to looks at uh, Moan and says, so are we heading off just the four of us then? Uh, I don't see why not. You know, there's nobody else around here, but I don't want to miss them at party up there. I'm up in Dale. Right then. Let's go. I think... I'm afraid to looks quite excited. The only question really is, where are we going to go? With some right. questions one, two and three of, what route are we taking? Where are we heading for first, and what's the weather going to do? Well, I'd, I'd just say this. If we could go to Crafter's Vale, there's, we could, I've got like a week's provisions. If we go up to Crafter's Vale, restock, head a bit further north, maybe get, get there's a few farmsteads along that river up there. We could get some more uh, provisions up there, and then, well, maybe I head up well, north, and then... Well, normally what we do, we go up to the uh, just just the Vales of Gondabad, and then head east across there to uh, well, it's not a nice place. There's it's it's quite a few elves there, but it's at least they're not orcs. But they're just marginally better than orcs. My da says the goblins up in the Vales of Gondabad are a bit active sometimes, but no, I thought we think you might be right. Hmm. Sorry, dog's gone ballistic. Dog walking past his house. He's protecting me. 
That's a weird. I reckon Sigma should keep that dog of his quiet too. <laughs> It's not Sigma, it's, it's Hathis who's got a dog. Hathis's got a yeah. dog. Hathis, that bloody dog of yours is going to get us killed. No, he's not. Shush. Everyone's got dogs here. You stand Shush. up by not having one. That Tibbles, bloody dog of Hathis is, is going to get himself killed in a minute if he doesn't shut up. Tibbles, be quiet. His name's Huon. Who what? Huon. It's Who? a legendary dog. You should have heard of that one, surely. Uh, no, should I? Oh, he killed the werewolf. Oh, uh, no, I've not heard that one. Uh, I had a dog once. It died. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, did it not make its own bed? No, we ran out of provisions. So um, you, you were standing close to the old woodcarver, Shaggy Head, a uh, fairly rotund chap. Um, got a pattern blanket on his table. He's carving talismans by the looks of things. And he... He comes up to you and politely sort of grabs his forelock and says, um, can't help but overhearing that you you ladies and gentlemen might be planning a, a long travel. So would you like uh, would you like to buy a lucky talisman for your journey? Keep you safe, they will. Go through the middle of Merkwood with these and be absolutely safe. A talisman against what? Oh, danger. They're, they're, they really help you against danger. In my no knowledge of traditions, local traditions, John, being a woodman, do I think this is absolutely common, laughable stuff? Do I think it's deeply embedded in their culture, or just is this man just a chancer? Um, give me a, a law check. Tower. Done. Now, as you know that woodmen, so you're aware of the, the herbs that are hanging around the outside. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 as a culture, completely believe in in these kind of things. So what in modern modern world might be seen as just superstition, they firmly believe in. So he's not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. He absolutely believes that uh, these talismans have properties to help keep you safe. He may have exaggerated. Um, you, you think <laughs> a little bit about being able to go straight through the middle of Merkwood with this, no problem. But he, he does pr provide these, and you've seen a couple of people trade other items for a dozen eggs and stuff for this for these uh, these talismans um, since you've been standing around. Okay, so it's not a complete snake oil in terms of alien to to woodman. Even if we don't believe it, it's common enough. In, it's a bit like yeah. tickies, etc. in New Zealand, I guess. Is it tiki? Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So I, I'm... Uh, I'm barreled. If if you want one, you know where to find me, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't travel far away from here without one. You said you're going all the way to 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 Dale. That's it's up near the big mountain, isn't it? Dangerous route up there. Only the brave merchants with lots of guards normally go that far, from my knowledge. Well, we well yes. I'm afraid he doesn't really know what else to say. Mona's <laughs> just shaking his head, muttering. <laughs> I'm gonna have a quick glance around. Is Sigmar even in within 400 meters of us, or has he sneaked off to do his own thing, or is he sitting quietly? Or where's Sigmar at the moment? Yeah. Sitting down, picking his nails, <laughs> singing of gold. So Amalfrida glances at the others, and they don't show any interest in these um, charms. Neither will she, but she's still quite curious. 
Go on then, show me one of these there lucky charms. Let me have a look. Oh, you look like you've got a good eye, miss. And uh, he takes out, um, actually, it's quite a well-carved talisman, quite small, probably about three inches in diameter. Um, and it's a stylized wolf's head, front on, quite flat. It, it actually looks quite well made. This will keep you safe. Was it made of? Um, it's some hardwood, so it's not going to, and it's quite well oiled. It's oiled to a kind of a deep brown sheen. So you reckon I wear this and I'll be safe in the woods, do you? Sorry, do we? Anyone trying to find their way in the wilderness with this on will find it a lot easier. I wouldn't necessarily, and he looks over the hills to the woods to the east, I wouldn't necessarily be venturing into into Mirkwood myself, regardless of how many of my talismans I have. But if you're traveling, this will keep you as safe as anything. So these talismans have been tested. Because <laughs> you ain't gone into the woods with one yourself. I, I've never been killed with wearing one. <laughs> oh, right. I feel, I feel I hope you should make an intelligence at this point. Yeah, give, give, give me a... Um, oh, no, I wish you had to say that. <laughs> Actually, give me, a, give me an insight check in the tower. Really? Oh, bugger. <laughs> well, you'll have 15 of oh, them. Oh, buy the lot! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you... you um, I'm afraid of things. Actually, can't do me any harm, and... Uh, He's not saying they're going to save my life if we're attacked by orcs, but might be something can't in help. it. Can't hurt. How much do you want? Uh, well, normally i got a family, you see, so I'd be trading for food this time of year, but you got any food left? <laughs> Me? No, I need it. I've got a long journey. Weren't you listening? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you have, madam. Um... Well, if you're going all the way up to that, you ain't going to have enough food for that. But what, what else got, have you got on you? I've got folks on the way. Well, look, I've got this, and I'll show me necklace of orc teeth. Now, this is a talisman. Let me have a look at that. Look at it's... those teeth. Each one of them has come from an orc chieftain. Now, them, they'll protect he. You want to swap it? He looks incredulous. I, I, might. Think, I think that necklace is worth a lot more than just one of your talisman. Is it Barrack? <laughs> Did he say Barrack or Balak? Barrack. Barald. B-A-R-A-L-D. Uh, John, what do I think as regards the relative worth of my necklace of teeth and his magic trinket? Just for the uniqueness, your it's almost priceless heirloom quality. That's probably a number of generations your family have <laughs> contributed to, uh, to, to pulling... <laughs> Necklace of orc teeth, and I just just thought it was a necklace of orc. <laughs> we see a lot of those in the fens after rugby match. <laughs> hey, get your bloody hands off my priceless heirloom! I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll slap him on the hand. He, right. he says, uh, "Well, uh, maybe something like... like a blanket or something. If you got, if you got anything that will be of use to me." Are you bloody mad? It's wet and cold outside. No, you can't have my blank. Um, 
Well, come back when I've got something worth trading. <laughs> you no, do that, madam. Right. Well, Amalfrida is not a trader. <laughs> she looks somewhat crestfallen. And he goes, I quite like that as well. <laughs> do, you, do you have any uh, honey cakes you might bake, madam? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Oh, dare ask me again. Go on, ask me again. <laughs> and you can walk with, you know, with no family jewels. Go on, ask me. Oh, sorry. No, no, didn't mean to call the fence there. I didn't know you weren't a baker. Just because I'm a Bjorn doesn't mean I make bloody cakes. I've got more to do with my time than making bloody cakes. There you are, madam. I'm sorry. You bloody will be. You asked me for bloody honey cakes today. Hard to eat those with no fucking teeth. <laughs> Just ask the orcs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get the orcs teeth from? Okay. Right, I don't think we're getting anywhere here. I think we should hit the road soon. Please do, otherwise I'll fail to purchase more equipment. <laughs> it wasn't equipment. Um, so if we strike out to Crofter's Vale, let's get a sense yeah. of scale on this map. How, ooh, okay, there's this... It's quite a while, isn't it? It's about... Yeah. If he goes due west and then north... Sort of 160 miles. Yeah, okay. So if we're, what, looking at 20 miles a day on foot, something like that? At best? Yep. On a road? That's eight days. Spring is going to be quite tough, isn't it, as well? So we won't probably won't hit 20 miles a day. Yeah, your travel is fairly fairly tricky, um, but you probably could do that. I'll just step out of, uh, of role-playing character for the time being just to give you a... A bit of an insight there and as you as you guys are starting seriously to talk about the the trip you notice that um moaning despite all his moaning a uh bloody waste of time and seemed to be in a bit of deep conversation with barrel and um comes away with the closest you've seen in the last month to a smile on his face after uh after speaking with him to, to plan a journey so journeys are quite an important part of middle earth i just step out of yeah this and get into the kind of rule rule system again so they, they've actually expanded on the uh, on rules here it can be it's not going to take you a long time to travel but there are rules to do it so we're just going to kind of go through that with you now uh, so some of this is well most of this is in the player's guide as well you can read it in a bit more detail but typically it kind of works this way so you assign tasks and plan the route so there are various tasks for traveling and they're in the player's hand but basically there are four main tasks there for example scout or guide those kind of things, and they, depending on who is allocated which role, that basically becomes your main role day to day as you're traveling. We won't role play any of that through, but um, if something crops up, that you go to yeah. say the scout uh, to handle a scout type task. I would then tell you, depending on the route you choose and the distance, how perilous that route is, and it gets a kind of rating. The guide, the person that's assigned that task, then makes what's called an embarkation role. So that's modified by your proficiency plus half your wisdom bonus uh, and depending out and then you subtract the peril rating so basically the more perilous if you're traveling through the middle of mordor in the winter that's a lot more perilous than in the middle of summer going up the anduin vales for example i then uh, kind of relay the results of that and hint at it there could be one or more events on the journey potentially depending on quality of that role and how good your guide is then if there are any events we play through that then depending on how that travel went at the end there is an arrival role so at your destination if you arrive there uh 
depending how well your journey went, you could be anything from feeling really uplifted and motivated to completely knackered and exhausted and not being fed properly for, for the last few weeks. So that just gives you an over an oversight to it. So the first stage of that is for you really to assign tasks to that journey. So who you who wants to do kind of what task and then give me an idea on the route you're taking and then I'll I'll let you know okay what that embarkation role looks like now there are things that can influence embarkation roles i'll give you that as an idea so depending on the quality of your preparation maybe who you talk to you could get positive or negative modifiers to that role most of it's based on your skill though so i wouldn't worry too much about that if you want i'll just give you an idea on the four main tasks for traveling so number one is guide Uh, they're in charge of all decisions concerning the route rest and supply and essentially Based characters. Yeah, so te- essentially the, the guides uh, rely on wisdom and survival efficiency. So that that's their main um, skill that they'll be using to do the guiding. Okay. The next, the scout. Uh, they're in charge really of setting up and finding camp, opening any new trails. Uh, if you get lost, for example, those kind of things, or if you're going into, completely into the wilderness. And they tend to rely on both stealth and investigation. Next role that's important is the hunter. They're basically in charge of finding food. So any journey above probably two, three days, you're unlikely to be able to carry enough food for it. So you wouldn't have ever heard of anything like, well, actually, not strictly too. Amal Frida probably has heard of preserved food. The only preserved food available outside of that setting, or maybe maybe to the dwarves, um, would be jerky that kind of thing so most of it goes off fairly rapidly so you can only carry three or four days worth and then from that point on you're relying on your success with survival checks to to hunt in the wilderness uh, and the final one is the lookout so that's the person in charge of keeping what and they're really relying most on deception so keeping an eye to the the horizon and the, the skies things okay Sergeant, um, am i right was it hunter what's, what's the so scout sorry guide was wisdom scout was stealth investigation what was hunter hunter is uh survival again as well i'll paste these in no sorry carriage carriage returns didn't come out sorry about that so read the one afterwards so the guide is correct, but then a third. Yes, scout, hunter, and lookout are in there. Yeah, okay. But we can. Uh, can we double up on roles, John? Would you need individuals for each one of those? Um, I'm trying to remember. You can do. Uh, you so if, for example, you can have one person doing all. You'll get penalties for doing that. That's because right. the, the others aren't doing much. Yeah. Um, it's normally best to, to try and allocate them out. And you're actually fortunate you've got a four-person party. Sometimes you have to double up. Right. So I have some ability in survival, and some, uh, and I'm fairly observant, but I wouldn't say I'm particularly good. Um, I mean, I can probably get us to. Uh, Crofter's Veil, but anything beyond that, that could be awkward. Hathis is good at wisdom and good at survival, um, and he's good at maps and knows routes and stuff like that. So, guide would work for Hathis more than probably the others. Okay. 
And I think yeah. Monan's probably done this route a few times, so he probably would have a bit of um, sort of knowledge of, of the route. Um, but his wisdom's, well, you can see on the party track, his wisdom's 14. Um, I don't know if he's got survival, I'll check. Oh. It's not a, a proficiency, but he's got, you know, a plus two in it. Okay, so how about, Amal Frida would be quite happy to act as hunter. Sounds like that's a role that she could do. She's obviously probably not going to be as good as the guy, uh, as good as some of the others as a guide or scout. Yep. So Amal Frida will volunteer to try and find food if we need. Yeah, my investigation, or Monan's investigation, isn't, isn't very good. So it's probably not the best to be a scout by the looks of it. My might capabilities are maybe the most suitable. Guessing Sigma. And then Lookout. I know there's a couple of that have really good eyesight at, at night. Monin, for example. You could certainly do Lookout. Yeah, I think the reception is just as good as my wisdom. So, yeah, I don't mind doing the, the, the Lookout. You've also got better vision at night as well, haven't you? Yeah, so maybe if I um, slept first of all, and then as soon as it gets yeah. to try and uh, keep that watch. Uh, Hathis, do you want to act as guide then? I'm happy to. Moaning then goes as um, lookout. Look that would naturally uh, leave scout for Sigma. Sigma, are you happy to act as scout? Yep, I can do that. Okay, I think we've got all four roles fitted then. Okay, and so you've got the map now with you. a couple of copies of that on the background. But so, give, give me a rough description of where your overall route you're planning is from where you are. I would guess it is west, out of Woodman Town, through the gap in the trees. It may just be, assuming that's a gap in the trees, through that gap in the trees, out so until we catch sight of the river. And then just follow the river north at a reasonable okay. distance. If it's marshy, we keep away from the river a bit. If it's a good, uh, you know, uh, whatever the word is, guide, then we'll follow it a bit closer. Okay. okay. Yeah, so mind, I'm from Traitor's Hill, so this is pretty much home turf for me. Yeah, you'll um, be very, very secure knowing knowing this. Probably this, the East Annuum Vales, maybe as far up as the the old Forest Road goes. Uh, you know that area by, pretty by well. By which time, Alfreda and Monin will, will be well at home on the route anyway, because yeah, they, they've done be. it a few times. Yeah, so everyone should be pretty comfortable. And you, and you as well, Alfreda, you you know that part of the river, travel up and down it quite a lot. Um, typically, actually, go quite a bit further north of the the road as well. So you'll be fairly normally actually you spend probably equal amount of time west and east of the river um, up there, but you know that area north of the road. Should be okay up, up till we get to sort of the west upper vales and the east upper vales. Yep. Yeah. So Chris, you, you mentioned that it looks like there's a gap in the trees. You actually, that's basically where a lot of the wood is harvested from for building and for, for burning in Woodman Town. Mm -hmm. So quite probably over a lot of years, it's... Uh, I wouldn't say they're cutting down big trees, but they're thinning it out, and any fallen trees they're they're dragging out of there, so it's more open than other parts of the wood. You've never been into Merkwood, and you have been strongly recommended not to go east of the river, yep. the dusty yep, yep. river. But um, you, you, you're aware that you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go in there. You may never come out. Almost certainly would never come out. Okay, so I'm pretty clear on that. And then your plan would be to go across the Grey Mountain Narrows, kind of cutting east just above the east upper vales area um going around the top of the wood and then walking down through the 
Dale Lynn's after that? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if we were going to break it up into chunks and like head to um, Crofters Vale and then stop that to do that as a journey or whether we're doing the whole thing as a journey. I don't know how it how it works and how much we have to decide now and how much we can decide on the fly. No, just uh, that's fine. I, I Based on that, I will now allocate a... Um, <laughs> peril rating. <laughs> a peril rating for you. Oh, you Christ. Um, <laughs> okay. Only, only the commute to work work like this. <laughs> and you calculate a peril rating on a Sunday evening and phone up and say, I'm sorry, the peril rating is too high, Headmaster. I can't possibly come into work. <laughs> yep, that'd be perfect. Um, so the, the other option is, is you are debating this. So you're basically sitting down having um, a bite to eat. It's middle yes. of the day now. Um, the old, old lady that you saw smoking... Um, mm -hmm is also eating near you. She's chewing on a, well, look more sucking than chewing. She's got many of her teeth left, but she's sucking on a piece of old, uh, dried mutton that the uh, the the meat uh, shepherd was selling, the meat, meat seller. And um, comes up and says, uh, so you plan on a journey then, my lovers? That's my mother. Where have you been, Ma? Uh, Sorry, <laughs> I've got a generic, like, anything between Norfolk, Midlands, and West Country accent I can only pull out. I can't, can't so, different. So is mine. So is mine. <laughs> That's right. We are. All right. I used to do quite a bit of travel up and down Western Merkwood in my youth. You know, a bit of a hunter, actually. Ah. So you know, so you know the route, then, do we? Up around the Grey Mountain Narrows, we, we reckon. That's a long way up. Uh, definitely right going up up the vales, though. You don't want to be in the woods. Um, but in my youth, I used to go down the old elf path quite quite happily. I've been well down that route, actually. That's probably not as dangerous, especially since the that big battle uh, than it used to be. Uh, have you travelled that road recently, Mother? <laughs> I, I don't get much. And she slightly coughs. <laughs> I don't. Don't get much off me off me stool these days. Uh, gone are my hunting days. And she looks at it. She's got some like arthritic old fingers gripping a pipe, and she looks ruefully at them. And then looks back at you. So you've not travelled that road for for some years, then, then, Ma. No, no. But I used to do it in my youth. So, in fact, that even after the the that terrible snows back in oh fifty year ago, quite a lot after that, I was up and down the elf path and. It's quite widely dispersed out there. If you it's easy to follow. You can keep on it. That may save you. Oh, that could save you ten days, maybe travel going that route. But up to you. But I think you're doing the right thing, going up, up, and then around the top that way. Not going definitely. Don't go that Merkwood. Don't go through that. But you'll be safe down the Elf Path, I think. Oh, right. Arthur, what do you reckon? We could do with speaking to someone who's got more recent experience. Um, a lot can change in five, ten years, especially she, in the elf, elven kingdom. She takes a deep suck on her pipe and looks steadily <laughs> in the eyes and says, so you're not trusting my knowledge of... No, 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 we do, we do, Ma. It's just that, do you know anybody who's travelled that road recently, <laughs> like in the last week? <laughs> 
No one will be up there after the winters, but no, no, be you know what I mean. Before the winter set in, is anybody that it'd be nice if we knew some of you travelled it more recently than you? That's all. That's all we're saying. Understood. Is oh, take the hump. Sigmar and uh, Monins, any of those trading caravans they've been on, did they ever take the Elf Road or Elf Pathway? Ah, oh, just seems Sigmar's gone for a toilet break. Um, <laughs> I'll ask him. Uh, so she, um, yeah, she says I used to. I used to be a bit of a tracker when I was younger, and even up till maybe fifteen, twenty years ago, I was still doing quite a lot of travel up there. I know, I know that bit up and down the the uh, Western Eaves here really well. You, to be honest, you don't need to go even that close to the, the Anduin. You could stay quite near the Western Eaves. Don't don't go in them, but mm. going up the edge of the wood, that may save you a day or two going further west and then cutting back again. But basically, I think your route would be fine up through the Grey Mountain Narrows, but also Elf Path you may want to consider. Uh, maybe look at it when you get up near that area. Absolutely. I haven't been up, haven't been up there in maybe 20, 30 years myself, but it wasn't as bad as people made out. We shall definitely bear that in mind. Thank you. I didn't catch your name. Oh, sorry, uh, sir. I'm uh, I'm a I'm a Haver. <laughs> Haver. H e v a. Thank you very much, Haver. Yeah, most most of what I'm doing is a bit of hunting, and then um, as I got a bit old for that, I I used to lead some of the old men and women out there in logging parties in the in the autumn when we used to <laughs> go and get. Go and get the wood in for the winter, and uh, I used to know good spots for dead wood where the wind used to come whistling round the round the hills, and a lot of trees used to fall down. Didn't cut much wood, new wood down. Wood didn't like that, but I knew where to find good burning wood. So, do we think the elf path is doable then? Well, so, uh, Amalfrey will look at Hathas again and go, "Is it? Do you reckon it's worth seeing if anybody in here has ever travelled that elf path recently?" It's thinking the same thing. I mean, thinking the same thing. It would save some time, wouldn't it? And I don't like. Yeah. Well, Murder last travel then... from Dale. Which direction, John, did his caravan take? It was a merchant caravan you were with, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have come through the Grey Mountain Narrows. Um, mainly as a dwarf, about a third of your journey, you can see the mountains to your north, and you quite find that quite reassuring. Okay, so Murder will, will say that. Last last time we went, uh, we kept the way we were talking about going. Never went the L path, I mean, maybe because we're merchants. But I don't know. I mean, her knowledge is about as recent as when Sauron was still alive. Sigma, when you came from Dale, which route did you take? Um, most merchants would take the Grey Mountain Narrows route around the top of the Merkwood and then coming south. But you just discovered that the old there's an old guide or an old veteran traveller who said maybe the elf path wouldn't be that bad uh, an idea. Now, you could have taken the elf path and all died a horrible death on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did, did you come that route or did you go a different route? We came down the old forest road. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no wonder they all perished. <laughs> <laughs> what was, were you the guide on that party, Sigma? Uh, I was the scout. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you were... You were... You were You'd probably think, so you've been piecing this together over the winter, Neil, but 
you lost your group over a two-night period in the middle, pretty much you would estimate in the middle of the woods. You came out of the woods on your own, completely ragged and exhausted after, you don't know, it could be, it could have been months because the road was, well, you, you were lost and thrown around. You couldn't tell direction easily. And you you know that you were very, very lucky to come out of there alive. Um, and whoever was leading that party was an idiot. Was an idiot and won't, <laughs> won't be leading another one, yeah. <laughs> We'd have been all right if it wasn't for him. Couldn't keep their heads down that long. So are you recommending you go back up the old forest path? <laughs> well, that's off the list. If you could, if you can stay hidden, get your head down, it might work. So no. <laughs> you, you did, uh, and if you came that route, you you had run-ins multiple with spiders. Your ability to evade them is probably anything that saved your life. No one else had that skill in in the group you were travelling with, but there were numerous, and still give you nightmares. I don't trust the elf path unless I can find someone who's walked it in the last year yeah. or two. Yeah. Not so. Not somebody who walked it 20 years ago. An awful lot. The world has changed in 20 years. Thorin and company went along it, what, five years ago, and they had a toyed time. Mainly you, from the elves. Quick, though. Sorry? Quick, though. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Captured by elves. So, Sigma, you, you, you're aware that there, have, there are travellers from Dale that use the elf path. You thought it'd be faster going down the river and you had a basically a fairly cheap access on a barge going down the running river, which is probably the reason you took the old forest road. Your, your leader was cutting corners, despite advice you were receiving in Dale, that probably isn't a wise course. But there are, there are people traveling out of, um, sorry, not Dale, out of Esgroth who would go pretty much through the long marshes just north of the river there and then go down the the elf path so it does definitely happen we've got yeah, good, should be fine. we've got a good 200 miles 150 miles along the anduin you'd think it was a chance we'll meet people who were coming actually no they won't have a chance to get out of the elf path will they we might meet someone i'm just thinking we need we could do with finding someone who actually has traveled that path and i don't think we'll find them in woodman town no you 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 asked around, there's no, no one else who would travel that far north. Most people don't go within a, more than a couple of days' travel from Woodmanton. Mm. We don't need to decide that until we get to get to the junction. Um, at least Crofter's Vale. Yeah. 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 yeah, agreed. That's given me an idea. I need to share images with you. That's Yorkshire Dales, by the way. It's incredibly pretty, isn't it? Um, but I need, to, I need to share individual images. That's fine. I can, I can then share everything from, for you. Uh, when you, looks, when you, that, you ask. that looks bloody pretty until you've got to run up those bloody hills after your sheep. <laughs> bloody pretty that, is it? That's why you earn the big bucks and have got the constitution you have that more for you. That's why you have a good dog. Bloody tourists. <laughs> run up those hills and make me some cakes. Bloody hard. 